0: TantalkNetwork.com. And so, welcome to Go Yard. I'm Mama Mac, along with my wonderful co host, Dr. Angel Falzoni. Who, again, is still a doctor tonight because <laughs> she still has her coat on, but then it's been chilly today. So, it has
1: been chilly, and so, I've been working, working, working. You came
0: straight from a full, full schedule. So, welcome, everyone. Uh, we are on Facebook Live on Dr. Angel's page. So, how would they find you? Well, we are on the Goyard page right oh, now. Go Yard page. All right. So, yes, we're on Facebook Go Yard. Okay, there you go. That's where we are. We are also on YouTube live right now youtube.com slash tan talk radio slash live so you can find us there either one and you can also if you don't want to see us and just hear us that's okay too TanTalkNetwork.com, and just as you open the website we'll be live so we are live right now in the, in the show in the studio and so we are on part four of a series that started uh, actually four weeks ago that's mm-hmm. a coincidence, isn't it? And um, it was, we thought, of one show, but it has morphed into another one of our famous Go Yard series, Dr. Angel, which we have a lot of those um, on our website, goyard2014.org. That's an O-R-G website, goyard2014.org. And we have a whole lot of series there, and a lot of times they are three, four, five, six parts, depending yes, they on... Are. And we've explained this before, but basically it's it's because why? What happens when we start these concepts a lot of times?
1: Well when we we get into a concept, we do not just take the surface of a concept. We dive on all the way down. Why not? Well, you know, because things are so much deeper than the surface. And if yes. we're really going to give our listeners some
0: great tools and right. practical help, then we've got to take it down to a very deep level. Absolutely. And that's our goal always. So we're glad you're joining us tonight for part four of coping with the the COVID Calamity. I even wrote the title down wrong. <laughs> Co- coping with the COVID Calamity. And uh, we're going to talk tonight another C word, some consequences of all this, besides just the obvious things that are happening all around us. Um, and there's just so much going on right now with this situation that we are in globally. And uh, we want to talk about it, and we are also going to take any calls or questions. You can actually uh, text me at 727-888-4171 or you can actually call in, which would really be better. Then we can hear your voice, and that's really the best way. 727 And we would love to hear from you with a question or a comment. And some of you may have some of that tonight. Um, Dr. Angel, this has gripped the globe. Yes. Some more G words there. Yes. Those are G words, not C words. Okay, it's gripped the globe. And in such a powerfully devastating and painful way would you not say
1: oh i'd absolutely agree with you there
0: yeah and you know you're seeing it every day your your practice your private practice is absolutely booming I'll go ahead and give your phone number right now because some people may want to write that down. Uh, and you are doing a lot of your sessions by like WebMD, like video,
1: right? Yes. I can do telehealth sessions telehealth. or we can do
0: in office um,
1: for anybody who's needing an office work
0: because there's nobody else around in your office. Yes, so it'd be one just one on at a one. time, no waiting
1: room, right?
0: Wiping everything down in between patients. Absolutely. So either way, seven, two, seven, five, zero, one, six, five, five, seven. And Dr. Angel would be happy to get you on her schedule. Um, Uh, You have been swamped, and one of the reasons I believe you have been is because people are hurting from this whole thing, and, and they have a lot of questions and a lot of anxieties, don't you think? Yes,
1: there's a lot of questions, a lot of anxieties, a lot of fear, and now we've kind of reached a new kind of point in all of this because, you know, in the beginning, you know, we, it came in this huge wave. Like things were changing by the hour by the when hour. things yeah. really started. And, you know, they were like, oh, we're just going to close things down long enough to get ahead of it. So everyone was kind of thinking, oh, this is going to be like a two-week oh, yeah. thing. yeah like, we're going to close that, it down I for two that, weeks yes. <laughs> so the hospitals can restock, which was kind of how they presented it to the general public in, sure. that, in that way. And now we are, you know, in some places are over a month into this close oh, down. Oh, yeah. Or more. And there's really when are we going to open back up and what is that going to look like? And they keep saying, oh, we're not going to just switch the, you know, hit the switch back on. Well, you hit the switch off. Right. Right. So then what does that mean? And that creates more fear.
0: It does. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. are still struggling with their governors of their states that have shut them down, you know, and made them stay home and that kind of thing. And uh, just allowing essential people out there on the streets. Uh, so it's such a, an adjustment, I think, for all of us to first time in in most of everybody's life that anything like this has happened. I guess everybody's life. Well, probably. yes,
1: unless you're over 102 years. Yeah, old. Yeah, unless yes. you're over
0: 102. That's right. Yeah, the Spanish American flu or whatever yes. that was. Yeah. So I guess which it, my aunt is still alive. She's 104. Oh, so so she did live through that. She did live through that. Okay, but um, you know, with that said, it is such a time of unusual circumstances.
1: Very unusual, which leads to so much uncertainty, so much anxiety, and so much fear, and for so many reasons. For so, so many reasons, yeah. you know, I, I work with, you know, individuals, I work with couples, I work with families, and so I've been hearing it from all different angles right now. So one of the fears is that the state was talking about putting, letting kids go back to school in May. right? And the parents I'm seeing are like, wait a minute, stop, we've just figured out this computer stuff, like we just are getting in a groove. and." is it really safe to let our kids go back to school? Like we can't do another change like that again. Like it's only for a few weeks. School usually gets out before Memorial Day here. So they're like, wait a minute. Like that's a lot,
0: like they're freaking. Oh yeah, I don't blame them. If I had kids that age, I would uh, feel in the very same way.
1: Right, because now they just kind of started figuring things out, getting a new normal, getting a groove, starting to feel a little bit successful and then like reshift all that when we don't have a guarantee of safety either. Exactly. No, feels very overwhelming. Well, actually, I think
0: we don't have any guarantees. (laughs) Well, we never have that, but you know, I mean, especially now with this virus, is what I mean. It's so yeah, it's so difficult to deal with and handle and contain. Yes, and the unknown is what is getting so many people. Well,
1: and when you listen to like national news or local news, I mean, it's so dramatic. We have over you know, blah 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 deaths today, and like that's what you
0: hear right and it's hard to it heal, feels hear them. doom and gloom yeah uh the first week of this series we really just kind of presented the whole problem and why we are having a hard time coping then the next two weeks last week and the week before we really talked about these stages yes right and you want to explain these three stages and why we are going back to stage one with this show tonight And there's got to be a good reason we can't move on from these stages. So what are the stages? Sure. So, you know, getting through this COVID calamity, you know, there are really people
1: fit into three different categories. They fit into this either this fear zone, which is stage one, which is right. that zone of all this uncertainty and all this anxiety and all sure. all you know the panic things, or they might be in this learning zone where, where some of my, i have watching some of my patients, they're kind of getting in that learning zone where they're getting that groove, they're figuring out mm-hmm. a new normal, they're kind of learning how to cope in their situation. Right. And then there's that growth zone where you are just, using this, you know, finding all the gifts in this moment, reaching out, helping others. <laughs> Making but the most thriving. of the
0: calamity, right?
1: Yes. And and not in a way of taking advantage of other people no. or anything like that. In a way of really genuinely growing as a person. And
0: we talked a lot about all three of these zones uh, the last week and the week before. So... With really probably the leaning towards, hey, let's make the best of this. That's kind of what we were saying. And let's learn yes. what we can do. Let's explore new t- hobbies, new talents, et cetera, right? Yeah. But both of us this week in different, you know, interactions with people have realized that people are really having a harder time this week probably than the last five weeks. Yes. They you are seeing that in your practice. Yes. I'm seeing that with people I interact with. Absolutely. They're having a
1: harder time. And there's I think there's multiple reasons for that. Okay. Um one of those reasons are that we've been in it for a very long time. Yeah, already. And we're having, our brains are having a hard time staying Mm -hmm. elevated. We really talked about that last week, what that means. We're staying in that limbic, you know, system of our brain. We're staying elevated too
0: long. Explain that a little better for those who may not have heard last week. So that is our emergency alarm system of our brain. The emergency alarm system of our brain is
1: called the? The limbic system. And it's there to keep us alive when, you know, danger happens. And so this is a huge danger that's kind of come upon us, changed our worlds in every way. So it's keeping our brain like in this extra hyper alert stage, which it's not meant to stay in. So it kind of starts burning us out. So we're starting to see the extra fatigue kicking in about this point.
0: I think it is. I think that's what one thing we've discussed with people we've been interacting with is that people are just weary from this. A lot more fatigue. And there's a lot more fatigue for a lot of reasons. One, staying and elevating our brain is going
1: to make us more tired after we've had this for so long. Another thing is that we are looking at computer screens for 10 12 14 hours a day yeah
0: and that's just too much i mean that's too much we're not
1: meant to process that kind of lighting for that period of time and so that's throwing us off right um and then i think we're feeling that extra fatigue because there's what else is coming what's next what's coming what's it like there's
0: that fear of the unknown in a way you know of how bad is it going to get is it going to get worse i mean are we ever going to get back to quote unquote what we would consider to be normal right right and people
1: are already feeling overwhelmed now they are they are and then we have to kind of add in at that about we're in the point of this disaster i'm going to call it a disaster because it is it is a disaster that the people who do bad things have figured out ways to do more bad things and take advantage of people and so there's all these scams popping up and we're starting to hear of a lot of it because people are, they're more vulnerable and when, you know, they're easier to take advantage of because they need help and so, you know, if anybody's calling you asking to verify your bank account information, please don't give them that information over the phone. That's been the new one where they're saying they're from the Treasury Department. Yeah, the IRS
0: and the U.S. Treasury Department are not going to Call you, honey. <laughs> They're not verifying, but be, but <laughs> not we're do it.
1: but because we're in our limbic system, our yes. brain, we're not using all that thought well, and reasoning where we would normally right. use.
0: But a lot of people are desperate for help and yes. money. And so somebody calls, I just need your information to process this. If, have you already gotten your, your money? I mean, this scam is going on now. It started. Yes. So people be careful of that. That's oh, one there's thing been we people want to point that out.
1: dressing up in hazmat suits and telling people they're coming to test them at their home for, you know, and the the disease. And that's not happening either. They're scams too. No, and so that's not happening anytime either. Anytime you're in doubt, call the police, let right. them know, like, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. But there are, Bad people taking advantage right now.
0: Yeah, and don't give your any credit card information, no. Medicare information, nothing like that. Bank information over the phone, and you know they're not going to be calling for that. Correct. So, um, but but the point that I think you're making is that because we are all in this heightened sense of alarm and insecurity and what comes next we may be doing stupid things <laughs> well we don't have all well, oh, a stupid's not i quite wouldn't the put word. it that way but that's but not the right word, of the word. i would say we aren't
1: using our full executive function of our brain like oh, we're just that's we such a nice way to say because it, that we might not. do stupid things well we're not we're <laughs> losing that reasoning and logic yes, and cause yes. and effect we have less blood going to that part of our brain so we're not using it
0: so As the often. more that we got talking the last couple days, we began to realize that a lot of people are in the grieving cycle. They really are. And and I think this this show might really help you listeners to understand that this is a process. When you have any kind of disaster like this, and I, let's call it a disaster because sure. that's what it is. But I've heard people on the news uh show the, the comparisons with like 9-11 and um, Katrina and you know Hurricane Sandy and all those those came and they went yes they were gone and then people are rebuilding from that yes. point on they're not waiting for the next shoe to drop like right. we are right now right correct and when
1: you talk about I mean and all those were disasters and oh, I do horrible. not want to you know Um, belittle them in any way. They were very tragic for people who experienced it. But when we're talking about those, it also, they, they affected a... Regional part of the country or the world. Um, there times you know there was lots of people who weren't affected in different things being able to send resources or help, um, and so you could drive one state over and everything was okay. Well, especially like you know the Katrina, like you know there were other states lending nine, helps. You yeah. know, nine eleven did affect the country. Yes. completely affected the country um, in a way, but. Yet there was still a lot of help coming in and then mm. we saw like action being taken like military operations out there Everything. like taking stands and like things were being Planes done coming out of the air and being grounded for a while like, after 9/11 Absolutely but when the world stopped you still could go to your churches and congregate yes, yes, and you can still right. have those family meals with could your go family out to
0: yes So we still had that support So would you say we're probably grieving the normal Activities that we are used to, we're grieving a lot. We're grieving our normalcy. Yes, yes. we're grieving those normal
1: activities. I think we are grieving the loss of relationships right. because they're not the way they used to be. I mean, right. we just had Easter and families weren't getting together at the family table like they're usually oh, no. do. No, um, there was a lot of different ways that people had to celebrate. Um, so we're grieving like. That loss of right? Relationships like we used to know it and gatherings in that support. We're grieving the loss of having our church, especially during, yes, high, you know, this springtime of the year, we talked about it. It's a, it's a major time in, in our faith and not being able to go to church that right hurt like that's a loss of support sure um so we're losing there's so much grieving happening maybe we're losing the loss of or the fear of the loss of our business the loss of our business or or our job or our income um we are grieving that the beach having the beach we're really grieving the beach here we're really grieving the beach (laughs) we are yes we are really (laughs) grieving that i'm sorry but it's true um and then just seeing like those changes where like Parents now have to learn how to become teachers, yes. and they're frustrated. Or grandparents they, have to or take over. Yes, or
0: whoever, and they have no idea how right. to do it. And that is such a a mountain of uh, anxiety, yes. uh, potential anxiety, and so we want to go back to this first stage, the fear zone, because it's in the fear zone that we think that the grieving is beginning to really happen because grieving and fear have a relation, a relationship.
1: They sure do. So when we're talking about the grieving process, it's the same process that like we would go through if there was a death or right. any kind of loss. We are going through those stages as a
0: community, as an individual, like as a world. We're really grieving what normal life has always looked like, right? Yes. We're grieving our freedom. Well, yes. That right now we cannot get out on the roads and do the things we want to do. Absolutely. go on a road trip or whatever the case may be. Yes. Um, And and there's in that grief cycle, which we want to talk about tonight. And guess what? We won't get done with this tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So this was part four. Next week's going to be part five of coping with the covid calamity uh, but we will really it's a good time to teach the kubler-ross grief cycle don't yes. you think and would you introduce that doctor and what that is the kubler-ross grief cycle so
1: it, they're the stages that we go through during the grieving process um they're not linear, meaning that you don't, you know, I'm at stage one, then I go to stage two, then I go to, st- like, we're working through, it. like, you might be in stage one, go to stage two, maybe you're back at stage one again, then maybe you're at stage three, like, you can hop back and forth. They're kind of, um, they're fluid, in a way. Because, Why is especially that? with this situation, because yes. things are always, they're changing because everything's constantly. changing. So it's going to change where we are in right. that cycle and what we're grieving, because there's so much we're grieving right now that it's all going to be a little normal bit different way of living yeah. so in that first stage is kind of that denial and i think that's where we kind of were in that very beginning that's where that fear that shock that confusion comes yes, in yes you know and so i think we all were in shock right at first don't you well, think yes like stay home oh really like everybody <laughs> just kind of was like yeah things yeah. changed before we could blink our eyes right. and like yeah that was that you know first part of that process for us and
0: there that would be a natural thing to go into denial though right like this really isn't happening or maybe this is only for a few days you know maybe it's all gonna go away it's a
1: bad dream I'm gonna wake up and it's gonna be over or it's temporary yes
0: or it's only gonna hit this one little place not gonna be everywhere and yeah absolutely or that something's gonna magically happen and well, we're gonna have a cure for it and well, it's gonna it's, go away. Look what happened with the spring breakers came into Florida, coming to Florida and one of the reasons the beaches are closed uh, and we can't enjoy it because, because there was massive partying going on at all the beaches in Florida, which there is every spring break. Absolutely. right? What which was just is just a normal thing. Right. And as a result of that, though, they were the, this younger generation were feeling like they were invincible. That's denial. They were that's, avoiding. That's my point. And they were thinking, oh, yeah, well, no, it's just for old people. That's the only people ever going to get it. Or people that are physically compromised with some some terrible disease, they're the ones. But it's not proven to be that way. Not at all. Not at all. And so there's young people that are dying. And I saw a report last night with this lady that her husband's 40 years old, went on a business trip to Indiana from Texas and uh, came back ill. And he was only gone two or 3 days, came back and he died the other night in their bed. She didn't even know he was that sick. She just, wow. you know, and he died 40 years old. And she was just talking about the absolute shock that she's gone into. I mean, Oh, yes. And 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 never ever thought it would hit them, you know. Sure.
1: And that's where, you know, I think a lot of people, especially in the beginning of this, you're right, where people were just still trying to have that normalcy as much as possible. Oh, this isn't a big deal. We're not going to, you know, ignore it. We're going to still do our vacations. You know, um, people, I was on cruise, you know, I spend a lot of time on the cruise boards on, (laughs) yeah. uh, and, you know, people are like, no, I won't cancel my cruise because, you know, I've been working for a year for this, so I'm still going. I'll be okay. I'll just bring a mask or whatever. And you know so in the beginning that's we were really there and for, people
0: were saying, that's just the flu, and people die of the flu every year. Sure. That were those numbers coming and so, flying around. That was kind of that denial. Yeah, hitting it was in the denial. And then as it's progressed, I
1: think we've stayed in denial for a lot. That keeps that fear activated anytime there's a change because it's changing a new piece of our life. Mm-hmm. You know, at first it was just, you know, kind of international travel was canceled and vacations out of the sure. country were canceled. Okay, well, how many people did that affect? Oh, some, but, you know, most people were still living their daily lives. And then it started coming where a whole... City closed down and
0: then states right. were closing down. Uh, and when then... I saw the streets at Times Square and New York City, that just really got to me. I mean, you know, the, the city that never sleeps, right? Right. Like, like Las Vegas. And some always bustling traffic and crazy. And to see that is so, it's almost, and people kept using the term apocalyptic. Yes, they did. Like, it was very eerie. Yes, Very, very eerie. We want to strike a positive note right now with the song we picked for tonight <laughs> what is the song you picked dr angel i'm gonna leave it as a surprise because it's a goodie and we'll be right back don't go to our call friend and say why don't you listen to Goyard tonight
2: the first I was afraid. i was petrified kept thinking i could never live without you by my side but then i spent so many nights thinking how oh, you did me wrong and i grew strong and i learned how to get along of
0: Call Marcia today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marcia McAllister at 727-417-0707.
3: This is the Tam Talk Radio Network.
0: That song. You know, because we are all in that survival and we mode, are, and, and we are going to survive. We this. We are,
1: and I wanted to. We wanted to send some Isn't fun, that,
0: positive energy out hey, there. Hey, that is fun, positive energy. You know, a breakup can make you feel that way that you can't sure. survive it, right? And this is kind of a breakup with the way we normally do <laughs> We're breaking life. breaking up with an unwanted breakup. Oh, with this life. is such an unwanted breakup. Yeah. So if you just joined us, you can you can go to Go Yard uh, our Go Yard Facebook page and we are on there live right now or you can go to youtube.com slash radio slash live or you can go to tantalknetwork.com and you can hear us so yes. all these different ways. ways or one of five radio stations 106.1 fm they're all up here Well, all of them. So anyway, (laughs) so we're glad you're joining us tonight. We're talking about the grief cycle. And we just kind of talked about denial, and a lot of us are there. I want to talk about the the second thing in the grief cycle, because this is what you and i started kind of chatting about this week yes the anger that's running a rampant yes so which is another cycle in the the grief kind of cycle point two in the ang- yeah yes in the it is cycle. and
1: we are in that anger we're seeing a lot of that anger cycle right now where we are frustrated we are irritated we are kind of just in that anxiety mode we are just super annoyed
0: Exactly. And I've heard people say, I am over this. I Mm -hmm. am over this. Well, I I agree. I am, too. I think we all are, right? Right. And, I mean, we are getting to that point. I've never, and there's not that many cars on the road right now. There's I mean, there's traffic out there. But I've never seen so many people coming right up and sitting on my tail or coming right around and and trying to cause wrecks. I know. Have you noticed that? Yes. I mean, I thought it was just me. I mean, that happened to me three times today in traffic. I mean, people are just like, whoa, what's that about, you know? Yes, and, like,
1: they're pulled out right in front right of you in when front there's of nobody
0: you. behind you, and they could have just exactly gone, like, yeah. And it's almost like they're, they're showing their anger. You yeah, know? they
1: are showing their anger. I am seeing people are just yelling at yes. staff in the grocery store. Um, there was a woman who um, woke up to go um, where the— Publix is letting um, seniors come in earlier in the day. So she woke up to get the rate for her time so she wouldn't have to be in the store with a lot of people. And she was just overwhelmed and appalled that there wasn't any toilet paper on the shelves and demanded to speak with a manager
0: and wanted a reason why she couldn't get toilet paper (laughs) because she was there early. That's where people are, though. I've noticed that same thing, though, in stores, which I'm not in there very much. I try to go in and out, bang. But I've seen... It, it, temper tantrums. Basically pull on temper tantrums. Full on anger people like why don't blah, 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 you know? Yes. Or this is the, the this one is really like, like I've been seeing this a lot. People trying to boss perfect strangers around.
1: Oh yeah, tell them what they can and can't do yeah. or what they should and shouldn't be doing. Well, what are you doing? absolutely you know it's funny because i was having this conversation just a few hours ago with one of my patients and he was like "Oh, i stopped at a a store that i usually stop at and he's like i went to go pick up something that i need and i had my mask on and he's like and these people were just started yelling at me and i didn't know why they were yelling at me i couldn't understand why they were yelling at me and evidently that store had one-way aisles now but he didn't See it because he was colorblind, and the thing was the same color as the floor, so he didn't see the arrows. And well, it's good you better not go w- there because yeah, you're color But now too. I know, so I'm good. Yeah, okay. But he, and they were yelling at him, and he yeah. was just like so taken back by getting yelled at from these perfect strangers, and he had no clue why oh, they were I yelling. I know,
0: I know. And, and I've seen it in grocery, just running in and out, but seeing somebody yell at somebody, you think, oh, what's what's their deal there? But it's it's going on it's it happening is. it is it is happening um more so than normal and, and at first it seemed like everybody was being really sweet and kind
1: oh yes they were they were extending lots of I, kindness i
0: noticed that like when somebody was waiting to pull out and they would say, yeah yeah come oh, on come on yeah but that kind of stuff in the last few days i've noticed here in our tampa bay area it's not been like that
1: it, no because the anger is definitely very high right now
0: okay what's everybody angry about dr angel well i think there's a lot to be angry
1: about um maybe there they've we've been sitting in this for too long yeah and there's not a real great solid light at the end of the tunnel for yeah. anyone right now right. yeah um that can keep us at in that anger stage, keeping our brain elevated, like I said, kind of starts triggering those anger and frustrated and irritated emotions because we're not meant to live in this heightened fear state too long. Um, Maybe they're angry because they don't agree with how local governments or national governments have been handling things or did handle things. Maybe they're angry because they can't get supplies that they feel like they need, or they don't have the income, and there's fear about what what's going to happen. Like, there's yeah. a lot don't of reasons. Don't you think that
0: fear can be a root of some of this? I mean, that's the first oh, sure. zone, the fear zone. Sure. That especially when people are thinking, oh my gosh, I, I can't live like this very long. I don't have a paycheck, for instance, or... Some people getting stimulus checks, other people not yet, that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely.
1: I know. And there's a lot of, you can feel the tension just on social media between who gets it, who doesn't. And, right. You know, absolutely. And that's that anger. Yeah. You know, I've been attending the um, Pinellas County Commissioner meetings now since all this started every week. Yes, that's how I keep up with our county, <laughs> What's Dr. Happening? Angel, yeah. So when I first started attending, like, there was hardly any public, like, opinions or thoughts like one or two people might put in their little opinion like today there was literally hours of public opinion and they only get three minutes to speak so there were so many people and they were so intense with their what they had to say that you could hear the anger you could hear the frustration you can hear the irritability right yes
0: well I want to go back to that irritability because that's a part of this second phase of grief is irritation that this isn't working the way we want it to work. Yes. And then the anxiety, I mean they're all intertwined, right? Yes, they
1: are. That's why I said it's not this like, oh, we passed stage one, we're on to stage two. Yeah, it doesn't like, no, no, work no. Because no, we're kind of bouncing in stage one, two, and three, I think, right now. And so. even
0: and, and a lot of times we teach this grief cycle in relation to the loss of somebody dear to us. Sure right. We do. Right? And you see that when you've lost someone, maybe even if it was expected that they were gonna die. Sure. You still see these stages, right? Yes. And you, and the feelings. And I think some people feel like they feel guilty for feeling this way. They do feel guilty. You want to address that? There's a lot Since of guilt. Since you're the guilt. resident expert, licensed mental health counselor, PhD. Um, there's a lot
1: of guilt for the way people are feeling because maybe they're comparing themselves to someone else's situation and they're like, right. oh, at least mine's not like theirs is. And so they feel like they shouldn't feel the feelings that they're feeling and Everyone has permission to feel whatever you're feeling. It's all okay to feel what you're feeling because your situation's worse or not as bad as someone else doesn't take away your feelings in your situation.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But there is a lot of that guilt. So we need to give ourselves permission to feel what we feel. Feel what you're feeling. It's okay. So by pointing these stages of grief out, we're not saying you shouldn't be doing this.
1: No, we're not saying that. We're saying that this is what's happening. We are in that anger stage. And like getting through a process is recognizing what's going on with us. Right, You know, and when I start, you know, I do a lot of counseling and we use the stages of grief for a lot of things in people's life, not just death. You know, there can be loss of a dream. There can be a lot of things that happen. Loss of a relationship. Any kind of loss. We have this sure. grief process that we go through. We are living in the grief process, but we're still experiencing things that trigger new grief constantly. So it's kind of keeping us... Oh, that's us, a good
0: way to look at it because we're not trying to process a, we're not processing, a death or... Right a loss of a job or a divorce or something like that we're talking about it's an ongoing it's an ongoing change of life the way we have known it
1: yes and then you hear all this talk you know the new conversations have been you know well life as we knew it will never come back to the way it was yeah well that's and not like, good to hear no when everyone i think <laughs> is starting to panic about well what do you mean like what? never like they're talking about you know all these no sporting events until there's a uh, a vaccine, well, in like yeah, a year and a half, like people right. are starting to panic, right? right. Because right. there's all this panic talk happening,
0: and and sporting events have a very important part of our culture, don't yes. you think? Yes. Do you want to explain they're that? They're a great stress
1: reliever. They're a great social thing. They're they're just You're, great. They help like just give our mind a break from the stresses of everyday life and give us something fun. It
0: can bring us together. It does, and, and it it joins people of, of rivals like you are this amazingly difficult. Patriot fan, I am. But you know,
1: when I go on a cruise during football season, and I do cruise during football season, and I wear my Patriots jersey, it does not matter who that person is if they are on the Patriots jersey. Like we're buddies during Your that buddies, game. Right, like yeah. we're strangers, you know. But we are like
0: we have this common interest. So, but we do need to point out here on this show that we do have Tom Brady as our <laughs> Buccaneers coach uh, quarterback now, and that is really a wonderful thing. So I've got to I'm. Gonna look to see if you're now a Bucks fan after all.
1: Oh no, I'm still gonna be a New England fan. I'm oh. a dieharder.
0: Okay, all right. So I mean, but the sports example is something that we, as a culture, as a nation, and a lot of nations, are big into sports. I yes. mean, uh, you know, soccer is huge around the globe. You know, the World Cup and all that—that that is huge. And and all these stadiums where you put 65, 70,000 people in. Mm-hmm. And right now we can't put anybody
1: in. We can't have 10. So, like, that changes things. And so, and then you hear the, like I said, that constant, what is life really going to look like? So, we don't know when it's going to end. Right. And then we don't know what it's going to look like after it does end. Like, so there's a lot of grief happening and there's. It's continuing to create that fear cycle, that anger cycle, that depression we're starting to feel. Because it's kind of feeling a little hopeless when you listen to the news. There's a hopeless feeling to it.
0: Okay, so we've identified part of the grief cycle. But why don't we talk for just a couple minutes about what we can do when we identify these things going on in us? Sure. Okay. And then next week we can finish the grief cycle. But I want to somehow give our audience some helpful pointers that they can see going on in themselves and how they can help others absolutely and so first of all
1: breathe like oh just breathe
0: breathe Breathe. you know and and,
1: and I'm not saying it jokingly like no like really take those deep breaths like really breathe yeah give yourself time and be patient everything's changing in our world and we aren't We don't take change well as humans, period. Well, we don't do patience well either. We don't have patience well. We don't take change well, and we're overwhelmed. So it's okay to slow down. If you're tired, go to bed a little early. Take a nap. Take a nap. Um, You know, I'm working with a lot of families that are really struggling with having kids at home and trying to do the homeschool model or the school-from-home model, however you want to call it. And I'm like, guess what? It's okay if they don't get through all that work and that day, stop. Let Go run around outside. Go do something different. If exactly. you come back to it that day, you do. If you come back in a couple hours, fine. If you do it the next day, the world's not going to stop turning. Right. Like, they feel that's, this.
0: That's good. That's this, good.
1: Yeah, they feel this intense pressure of getting everything done on that day. And I'm like, breathe. If it's too much work reach out to your kids teachers and tell them this is too much like work. I mean I've listened to some teachers and they've been backing down on some of the work because they didn't realize it was too much work. They've never assigned assignments like in this type of way so we have to give them a lot of patience too. Um, And some schools are doing Fridays as kind of catch-up day and so reach out if it's too much but don't force something you're just it's gonna be more frustrating.
0: Exactly. So you're saying relax with this relax. whole thing okay so just because we're in this crazy time of being home all the time does not mean we can't actually go outside the door correct at least in florida we no can. we can go outside the i don't doors. know about some states sure. but but in florida we can take a walk we around can. the block
1: yes we can walk our pets we can go for a walk we can go for a
0: bike ride we sure. can go to our county park still we can put the top down on our mini cooper and go up and down the causeway and wish we could actually get out there on the sand we can do that and we can look at the water yes i take the top off the jeep and do the very <laughs> same thing <laughs> I mean, but the fresh air just helps, oh, sure. you know, to remind me. Okay, this too shall pass.
1: And remember, the sunshine has vitamin D benefits in it. Like, oh, absolutely! We need that right we now. Do. Our bodies are being depleted of yes. so much nutrition. Right. You know, and it's amazing that we. We don't even realize because this extra stress is really having a physical and emotional and mental, a spiritual
0: like it's hitting our lives in so many ways. Right. Absolutely. It is. And so for those out there that are like uh, are being really anxious because there's too much to get done with the homeschooling, there's too much to do with their own job, that maybe they're working from home, they got to go get groceries or they got to have them delivered or whatever the case may be. What do you say to them as far as developing patience? Because it's one thing to say, oh, just be patient. Right. It's another thing to do it. Well, yeah, no, you're
1: right. It's kind of hard in practice. So what I'm going to say is set some limits. Right. So what I have noticed, um, one of the themes is people are really working so many more hours when they work from home than if they just work their regular job, including like travel time, like they are logged on and... Doing this job until, and, and then they're dealing with emails at night and work sure. th- projects like till late in the night. Their kids are doing school longer than they would if they were just attending school. Right. So, like, we need to have some limits and boundaries here.
0: Okay, and the screen time that we are used to having a measure of that, but now that we have more of that going on, it's right. it's hard for not us. Not constant. We're not used
1: to this kind, con- and that constant screen time throws off our body's rhythms, and it, it makes it difficult for us to, to fall to asleep, yes. stay asleep. So we need to put some boundaries in and protect ourselves. And right. one of those, you know, boundaries needs to be limiting our time and taking breaks when we're right. on the screen. Right, like. You know, when you're at work, normally you, you would talk to a coworker or go to someone, you know, at lunch, maybe chat about how your day is or what you're, what's going on. You right. don't have that. So no. most people are working through lunch. They're not stopping. Stop and eat lunch. Right, go for a walk, stretch. Right, you know every two hours I do tell, some exercises. Yes. Put something
0: on TV and do some exercises I, for a while. I, I tell most
1: people like don't go more than an hour without getting up and moving right. around. Go get a cold drink. Go you know walk out front for a minute and breathe a little bit. I'm like, but take those little breaks every hour. Like you need that.
0: And one thing uh, that it's I've seen people do and is little dance parties with their kids and. Um, Stop and take a a dance break and get on the music and crank it up. I think that helps, don't you think? The music
1: has been great. And a lot of people who are using music are really finding it as a great coping skill for them you know and they're putting on I have you know a lot of my patients I've told them make a fun playlist just make a playlist that makes you feel good and energetic and fun and puts a smile on your face right whatever that is for you and play that yeah if it's in the background or if you just pull it up and go dance to it I have one of my patients he puts it up gets in his little swimming pool and exercises to his his playlist that makes him happy and he's doing amazing
0: that's great so, that can be a huge help for people. Uh, just moving out of your chair and getting out of that, having to stay stuck in a place is, is always good. Don't you think? Yes. Back to my question: How do people work on their patience quotient if they're not feeling patient? Well, what not talking th- about your patience. No, we're talking about patience.
1: Yes. Well, and one of those things is a set. Like I said, setting some boundaries and some limits. You know, because we have to limit what we're allowing ourselves to be exposed to in all mm-hmm. kinds of ways if it's the length of time at work like patience comes when we feel more rested we have to give ourselves time to rest right so right. that we can tap into some patients because we're not tapping into our patients when we're in this
0: right freak out mode exactly and and because of that it, it, what does rest look like to some people uh, not not You know, they'll turn on some TV show or whatever. But talk to us about that.
1: That's a great question. I'm glad, actually, that you asked that. Um, Because you're right. A lot of people define rest as things that are not restful. So rest is, and there can be an individuality to rest, but rest is when we are in that state of mind where our brain is relaxing, Mm -hmm. where we are feeling less stress-free, where we can breathe, where we can take the time to do something for ourselves that maybe we want to do. That's resting, like when I can take my time and put on my makeup. Like I don't feel rushed. I don't rush. Like right. that's a resting moment for me.
0: All right, we got a phone call. call oh, her. awesome! Caller, who are you?
3: Yes, good. A- good afternoon, ladies. This is Betty. Hi, you. How are you? Hey.
0: Ya?
3: What do you think well, about I'm, all
0: this we're talking about tonight?
3: Well, I think that it's so appropriate uh, now <clears throat> for things that are going on things that we have no control over and um but i know that you guys have touched base on a lot of things um one of the things i wanted to ask um i've noticed that when when this first started is stress <laughs> stress eating oh there you um, go we
0: didn't even bring that one up i'm glad no. you did
3: and one of the things that i've had to do is <clears throat> to quit watching the news over and over and over again, right? Because I, it seemed like it, it <clears throat> woke up something in me that I didn't want. Woke up, and that was fear, exactly. Um, and and was yes, yes. And anxiety. So right. What you do is, uh, <clears throat> what I started doing is, like when I was watching the like the news or like an opinion from uh, Fox News or whatever, is I would catch myself eating. I mean, it was just nonstop. And when I'd open the door, I know my refrigerator said, please shut the door! Um, you don't need to eat anymore. Right. So what I had to do is, you know, I found my my time of rest, as you were just talking about, is, you know, with meditation yeah. and God's Word.
0: Yes, yes. And
3: so what I've done is I've switched that compulsive eating that I've found that I've had under anxiety situations uh, like this, like the COVID-19 quarantine um is start eating healthier Um, that's great and getting out and getting out and walking and i can't walk very far but i walk uh doing something other than just sitting and watching television and it it has helped um quite a bit um today i got thrown out of a, a barn where my horses were and you were talking about you know anger um and i'm not an angry person but you know, they've even quarantined us from seeing our livestock.
2: Wow. Uh,
3: which oh, my, my gosh. And, and my horse is sick. And so I, I found myself being very angry. Yeah. And when I found myself doing that, course, I you know, I prayed. But I also phoned a friend um, and talked to her. She's a, a horse owner, too. And it helped me to just vent, to get it out and not fold mm-hmm. it in. Yeah. Dr. Angel, is that appropriate to be able to vent to someone? Journaling is not going to help me with this right now, but venting to someone is something that we could do to help with our anxiety and our worry and our fear?
1: Yes, that's absolutely, that's a, that's a great thing to do is have those people that you trust that you can vent to um, and be willing to hear them vent back to you. Like that's a great way of expressing what we're feeling, maybe problem solving, maybe coming up with um, alternative solutions.
0: Um, that's a
1: great, great strategy.
0: Yeah, it really is. And when you're feeling that frustration over whatever's going on, realize that (laughs) this old thing this too shall pass you know it's gonna things will get better you know and sometimes we have to actually tell ourselves that
3: out loud you know what i mean betty yes and one of the things that we're doing through our ministry um and of course with the pastor's permission is to have bible verses that are they're not totally complete but have a meaning. And sending those out to our listeners to recite, of, yes. you know, I shall not fear. Right. You know, God is with me. Right. Those are things that, that help you to cope um, with anger, with worry, with fear, with being scared, scared you know, be, being alone.
0: Yes. Uh,
3: you know, you can't get to your grandkids or you can't get to your mom and dad who are, or a sister who's in a, a nursing home. We can't get to them. And um that's one of the things that I wanted to share on whether this is appropriate for here. But <clears throat> on Sunday, you know, through our, our the radio show that is on Talk, Yeah. Um, is to be able to start praying for people. Yes. Please send us prayer requests yes. because we wanna help. We do. And you guys are such a help with this with this with this uh radio show and it's just such a blessing to have someone who you can listen to has Um, reasoning of of why we feel why we're feeling the way we are we're human right and I really appreciate of course you guys know I love both of you but I appreciate this show so much especially during this time and I've appreciated you other times but it's so important to have someone to listen to with deductive reasoning of it's okay to feel this way but there are ways to deal with it too so I appreciate you guys very much
0: Oh, we love you. we love you, and you are a part of our Sunday show, which airs right here on TantalkNetwork.com every Sunday from 3 to 5, and you're one of our uh, radio team members. And, you know, this show on Thursday night is a little different slant, but I like the fact you brought in the spiritual side of it because with all of the frustration, anger, and fear, and everything that people are facing right now, a relationship with God is going to help tremendously. You know, and we this show is usually not we don't sure, mention no. that it's not a spiritual type show. It's a psychological show, but, but it's hitting all of our domains. lives. And, and so we do need that.
1: And you're right. And so uh, thank you so much, Miss Betty, for calling in. I really <laughs> miss pres- Betty. Well,
3: you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I appreciate you guys. And, um, um you know, keep the faith, be safe. And uh, we'll talk soon. Sure. We will see you
0: soon, and we will yeah. talk to you. Yes, thank you for calling. Be, and right.
3: we only Bye-bye. we
1: only have a couple minutes left in the show, and so she kind of sparked something in me, and so the show airs out of the clear out of Clearwater and in, in Florida, and so tapping into local resources are really important right now and so there are so many charities out there working to give out meals and food and groceries here in Pinellas County the school systems have set up food distribution sites Hillsborough has uh, many counties have for people to go and just get a week's worth of groceries for free Um, there are ministries like Victor Newman's ministry who is also feeding people they aren't asking for income and all of that verification they're just there to hand give a helping hand to people Um, they're looking you know for people who need help and they're looking for don't you know for people who have extra cans of food who can donate to help people like that's how we're gonna get through this as a community um, and there are so many resources out there in so many areas of our life. We just have to come together as a
0: community and get those. I like that you brought that up because that whole concept of giving has been on my heart all week long. That when we reach out to others with even a smile or, sure, let them in in traffic, you know, whatever, go for it, you know. Or some way of giving back to people and helping them with a $20 in their pocket or whatever you think that you can do. That in turn, it always comes back and blesses us. Absolutely. Giving is one of the biblical principles that really work. Well,
1: and right now too, a lot of times people have some time to do a little extra spring cleaning and like the clothes that you have that don't fit I'm your kids. I'm getting ready to do that tomorrow. May fit somebody else's kids yes. and they may have a need. And right now that's how we're going to do this is giving people right. you know, hand ups. And yes. so that's the the quote that Victor Newman Ministry uses. And I love it. We're, tr- we're out there to help each other and give a hand up to each other.
0: Exactly. So those are all good ideas. We're going to go on with this. Coping with a COVID calamity next week. It'll be part five, guys. So catch up on the others if you haven't already listened to them. And uh, we are always excited to be here in the studio and to bring you as much help as we can for the current situation we're going through. And who are you anyway? I'm Dr. Angel. Oh, that's who you are. And I'm Mama Mac. And we'll see you next week on Go Yard. Have a great week. Good night.